Hello and welcome to today's Faith and Belief Forum podcast. My name's Evie and I'm the Education and Learning Programs Officer. Um, we have Lucy here with us today, Lucy Peacock, who's been conducting her PhD since October 2016 and hopes to submit her thesis next spring. She beat a number of other applicants to be offered this particular studentship, which was advertised in partnership between us, the FNBF, and the Centre for Trust, Peace and Social Relations at Coventry University. The PhD itself aims to evaluate the effectiveness of our school linking programme. And for those of you who don't know, the school linking programme aims to match students from different cultural or faith backgrounds to explore issues of identity, community and belief based on the students' lived experience. The programme pairs two teachers and classes from different schools. We train the teachers throughout the year in interfaith dialogue facilitation and then they work with their partner to organise three link days for their students. But I'm sure you'll hear a bit more about the programme uh, as the podcast progresses. So Lucy's here with me today. Very much um, a warm welcome to you, Lucy. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. Um, so I, I thought we'd kick this podcast off in true FNBF style with an icebreaker. Um, and one of our favourites is the story of my name. So, Lucy, you can uh, you can start us off if you like. Thank you. So, um, my first name, uh, Lucy. I actually asked. I don't know what it actually means, really, other than it means light. Um, so, I asked my mum if I was named after anything in particular, mm-hmm. and she said that while she was pregnant she was reading um uh, the line the witch and the wardrobe to my big sisters mm. and she essentially named me after lucy pevency from mm. those stories um and then i don't really know what what peacock means either for my surname uh, although my dad has been doing some family research family tree research and apparently we are very distantly related to uh, admiral lord nelson who, oh, wow. Yeah, he led the British fleet at the, the Battle Lee of Trafalgar. Yeah, Lee Nelson. <laughs> okay, I'm not sure I can follow that, Lucy. Um, <laughs> my full name is Baraskevi. I was named that because that's my maternal, uh, paternal, actually, grandmother's name. Um, and I suppose it's an ancient Greek word for preparation, and it was ultimately given... Um, so the word, the, the word Friday was um, given that name because preparation for the sabbath mm. and then it was um, the name of a woman who became a saint and it's just kind of stayed within um greek and greek greek um Greco-Fone culture to this day so that's why it's my Brilliant. name yeah. <laughs> no kind of um noble links there but so yeah and um, thanks for indulging in our icebreaker today <laughs> that's all right um so i suppose we can start off by you know i'm sure listeners are really interested in what actually drew you to the phd in, in the beginning mm-hmm. so uh, when i saw this particular studentship advertised uh, i was working for concordus international mm-hmm. which is a peace building charity um, it facilitates dialogue between local communities, uh, mainly in Central and West Africa. Um, so during my time there as fundraising and communications manager, I'd I developed an interest in evaluation. So both in terms of meeting donor or funding requirements, um, and also in terms of generating the the information necessary to be able to really communicate the impact of our work to different audiences. So. Through my professional background, I was sympathetic towards the aims of the PhD anyway. Mm. Um, But at the same time, I was really missing academia. So I have an an undergraduate degree in theology, uh, plus an MSc, a Master of Science, uh, which I felt gave me the academic background and some of the skills and research methods uh, necessary to do this particular piece of research. 
Um, but at the time, I'd, I'd been out of university for a few years. So when I saw this PhD advertised, I thought it was just a brilliant fit and really just jumped at the chance. Yeah, I mean, wow, that's... Um... We, you know, definitely have been so excited to kind of um, have you on this program doing mm -hmm. um, the PhD, you know, um, on the school thinking program. And I can definitely see why you were attracted to it in the first place, both mm -hmm. from kind of personal, professional, academic um, mm -hmm. reasons. I'm just wondering, I suppose, you know, are there any highlights of the program so far that you'd kind of like to um, pick out at this stage, either sort of intellectually or any personal highlights? Yeah, so I think... Really, I've got two. So I've got to mention the time that I spent in the schools last year. So mm, yes. I, um, as part of my methods, I think we're going we're gonna to talk about, I participated in and observed some of your link days. Uh, and it's, I mean, it's always fantastic to see uh, work like this firsthand. And, and of course, with Georgian or young people, uh, you never know what you're going to get. Mm. Um, but it's such a, a delight and a privilege to see the work in action firsthand. So I think that's definitely one. Um, and another highlight is for me uh, having the opportunity to present my research to other people. Uh, so I've been fortunate over the last couple of years to attend conferences in uh, across the UK as well as uh, further afield. Mm -hmm. So this year I was up in Trondheim in Norway for a conference on religious education. And the previous year I was at a uh, sociology of religion conference over in Vegas. Oh, wow. <laughs> and obviously the travel is always fun. Um, but for me, I really love discussing and sharing ideas with people working in my kind of disciplines. So religious studies, uh, education and the sociology of religion. And of course, I've had the opportunity to present to, to you guys a couple of times as well. Yeah, that's been really wonderful. Lucy's um, been into the office several times to deliver lunch and learns, this kind of thing. And it really, of course, does influence the way we um, deliver the programme going forward. So thank you very much for that, Lucy. And it's interesting that you say, um, you know, a highlight is being in the schools, because mm -hmm. of course what we do is different, but I can definitely relate to that. I mean, um, yeah, you know, being with the students and kind of seeing everything in action really is... Um, you know, it gives you the energy to kind of mm -hmm. um, move forward with other things. I'd, I'd really, yeah, I'd love to hear, in terms of being, um, you know, in the field, I'd love to hear more about the particular methods that you've been mm. using in your research. Yeah, um, I mean, I think uh, really kind of different methods, you need, you need to use different methods to answer different questions. So it depends mm. on the question you have. And for this piece of research, I really had two questions. So firstly, what impact can be captured from the evaluation data that you guys already had on the program um, and secondly what new data needed to be collected and analysed uh, mainly to see how school linking impacts the formation of as we're going to put it peaceful relations so answering these two questions really required different methods mm. so firstly I analysed the impact of your evaluation data by looking at around 1400 surveys um, and these surveys that were collected from teachers and students by your school's team uh, in the 2016 to 17 academic year. So I analysed that data using a number of kind of statistical methods. Um, and the benefit of, of using that sort of method is that I can um, assert relationships between specific outcomes of school linking and what we call variables. So, for example, the age of the student, um, the experience of the teacher, or the faith ethos of the school. Um, but what this method can't do is explain the how or the why behind these relationships. Mm -hmm. So, and that's my second question, really. 
So uh, to answer that particular question, I collected my own data last year through, as we said, observation and participation Mm. in uh, firstly the teacher training and also the link days um, across four different schools. Uh, And I also led focus groups as well with about 40 teachers. Yes. And this is the type of data that, once it's analysed, really digs deeper into uh, the experiences of the student and the teachers mm-hmm. um, and picks up on, on things that can't really be captured um, in, a, in a survey. Um, and I'm now at the kind of final stages of the PhD, trying to tie all these findings together and hopefully using these two different methods complement um, each other. Um, and provide a more kind of comprehensive account of school linking. Mm-hmm. And you say you're sort of in the final mm-hmm. stages of your PhD now. I know that, um, you know, and I've touched upon it already, you've already made such a, um, a broad contribution to not only how we evaluate um, and deliver upon the school linking programme at FBF, but FNBF, but also your research into the kind of, um, you know, the literature, the kind mm-hmm. of existing um, theories and contexts. That too has kind of influenced our thinking and you know our position um within the field etc but i'm wondering for you what kind of um contribution Mm. do you hope your research will make outside of um you know what it's of course done for the organization Mm -hmm. great well i'm really hoping it's going to make two major contributions so firstly a theoretical one Mm -hmm. so the aim of this research is to find out what impact school linking is having on peaceful relations But what do we actually mean by that? Um, So in the research, rather than uh, stating existing definitions and conceptualizations of peaceful relations at the beginning and then testing these, um, I'm doing it the other way around. Mm -hmm. So uh, really, once I have my findings, now that I have my findings, I can reflect on these and then reassess what we actually mean by peaceful relations. And doing it this way, I feel... Uh, it takes into account those kind of unexpected results um, and it really emphasises the importance of context and changing context, which, which I think is really vital. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first contribution I'd love is to make a theoretical one. But secondly, you know, as you say, it would be great for this PhD to have a really practical contribution. Um, I know over lunch we've been talking today about the future of school linking yes. um, and the programme development and the evaluation and once the thesis is submitted in spring, um, I'm really looking forward to working with you further to develop some sort of resource for you um, based on my findings so that you can really shout about the impact of your work um, and perhaps use as a tool for reflection for, for future years. Lucy, yeah, I mean, if, like I've said, and of course, we are really so excited uh, and we have been, you know, for the last few years to have mm. you on board. Um, you. Definitely looking forward to the things that you've just mentioned <laughs> in terms of the future. Um, and I suppose this has been only really an overview of mm. this kind of relationship and, and your and your PhD. I'm sure that, you know, our listeners would be really interested in, you know, more of the detail of some of the actual findings. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it would be great if you could come back and record a series of podcasts so that we can explore some of those topics a bit further. Um, and in the meantime, really wish you all the best with the final stages. Um, Thank you. Definitely looking forward to see um, what comes out of it all, you know, in addition to everything that already has. Um, so, yeah, wishing you all the best. Thank you so much for being here today. No, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. And I uh, look forward to speaking again soon. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you, Lucy.